Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Getting proper mental health care can help you feel more like you. That's why Cerebral offers convenient access to online mental health services, including therapy and medication management. Cerebral's diverse clinician team can help with anxiety, insomnia, relationship issues, workplace stress, and more. You can schedule and communicate with your care team through Cerebral's mobile app and attend your sessions from the comfort of your own home. Get started with or without insurance. Plus, you can use your FSA or HSA. Start your first month for 50% off at Cerebral.com slash ACAST. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey, I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Ben Holderness. We host the Holderness Family Podcast every Tuesday. You may know us from the silly videos that we make online. Or a book about marriage called Everybody Fights. Or as winners of season 33 of The Amazing Race. Still can't believe that happened. Listen, we do a lot of stuff, but our podcast is our most favorite thing. Yeah, because every week we get to sit down face-to-face, talk to each other about marriage, family, mental health, or just anything that we want to know more about. Sometimes we have expert interviews, sometimes it's just us, but our goal is to bring some joy and laughter into your life every week. Our other goal is that maybe you will learn something as well. Right. So search the Holderness Family Podcast and check out our most recent episodes. We have one about staying organized with creators of the Home Edit. And one about being diagnosed with ADHD as an adult. We hope you'll join us. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Hi, it's Dave here, and this is my wife, Kat. Hello. This is The Cinemile, the podcast where we used to walk home from the movies until the pandemic and the <laughs> lockdown. And, and all the movies closed. And there, there are no movies anymore. <laughs> until until Tenet was the last hope for, I love, for movies that never <laughs> will never get released. I love that it's like there's so little movie news now that every time Tenet... Is it Tenet or Tenant? What's Te- it called? Tenet. Every time Tenet has a change of release date, like the entire internet goes completely mad <laughs> but it's because they were the only ones who had kind of stayed around July like all the other big ones were like right it's going to be like November or whatever they just pushed themselves really yeah, far or out. just released on video yeah or... whereas this was like no no we're going to make it happen for the summer they keep changing it um, and I noticed I actually went and looked the other day on the website of our favourite cinema at the Light Cinema to see if they were open and they weren't and they said like they're wait- basically waiting for Tenet and Mulan to come out which I think oh, makes a lot of I feel sense. Bad. I feel so bad for the cinemas. They're just the in cinema limbo while, while like, Hollywood decides. But I can see why nothing. you would wait because what's the point in opening your cinema early, right? You've got to do social distancing. You've got to do everything that comes with it. All the expense. All the overheads. All yeah. the overheads. Reduce staff. You probably can't sell food like you used to. If you don't have a big movie in, 
like my sister's friend Emer recently went to see Bohemian Rhapsody in the cinema in Cork because there was literally no movies in so they were just replaying old movies God. so like why would you open if you were a cinema um, so as soon as the cinema opens we're trying to support it and we actually um, just bought a gift voucher for the cinema because we thought we want to give them some money yeah, we bought a gift voucher and we just recommend you guys do that if you want to support them if, buy if a you, gift voucher spend it later but it means they're getting a cash injection now if you if you you can afford it and you're comfortable to you know because a lot of people are naturally going through hardships themselves but I think it's a, yeah we it's were money a, we would have spent we would have spent exactly and we felt uh, comfortable doing it yeah it's a, it's a nice way of sort of giving a credit note to the cinema it's credit note and at it, first you know yeah. we'll spend it anyway so it's a bit of a saving long term you know once you've bought something and if you use the voucher a few months later it feels like free money in a few months yeah. it will feel like free money anyway so how old do I sound talking about credit you notes you really sound really old but anyway <laughs> like junior search can't wait for <laughs> Tennis to studies. come out and I don't even like Christopher Nolan movies yes. I so actually for, despise Christopher Nolan so movies so actually for this episode we thought we'd do something different rather than just do a normal cinema episode we're just going to speculate on the release date of Tenet <laughs> for 40 minutes like, gonna, like the rest of movie media yeah, right I should mention now I hate Christopher <laughs> Nolan movies but no we're actually here to watch What's it called? It's called Eurovision. <laughs> the movie no one cares about but Netflix have released. Uh, I yes. care about this. This Do looks you? like a, a right hoot. No, it looks fun like. But the thing is about this one, actually, it was always supposed to be a Netflix release. So it's not one that um, yes. kind of got hastily released on a platform. It was always supposed to be Netflix. It's like Will Ferrell's baby. Will I tell you a bit of a backstory about it? Is this based on the the interview you saw with him on Graham Norton that I watched with you? I saw on Graham Norton, but I also read a bit about <laughs> it as well. Who are you telling it to? Well, I'm tell it to our telling listeners. it to the listeners. Okay. Yeah. So basically, his wife is Swedish. Swedish or Norwegian? Who? I don't know. You tell me. You're telling the story. I, his wife is from a country in Europe. <laughs> his wife is from <laughs> a country in Europe. And... He goes to that country every year and for the first time, like, however long ago that he went to the country, Eurovision was on and he watched it and he's like, oh my God, what is this? Because Americans actually, like, don't watch the Eurovision. Why would they? Um, and he got so upset. Why would they? Because yeah. it's awesome. No, but it wouldn't be on over there, like. Yeah, uh, though, oddly, when he lived in Australia, it was both on in Australia and there was an Australian singing in it. Yeah, because it was so popular <laughs> in Australia and <laughs> so they weird. got, the Eurovision became such a hit in Australia that they um, they entered them yeah. one year, didn't they? Or do they enter them every year now? I have no idea. But anyway, he was so obsessed with making a movie about it that he actually like went and lobbied the Eurovision council or whoever they are and sought their permission to the make the Eurovision council? <laughs> he sought their permission. Is it like the council of Elrond it is, from yeah. Lord of the Rings? Uh, he sought their permission and got it and then he pitched it to Netflix. So it was always a Netflix thing. Um, and there's live singing that they shot last year at the Eurovision so we're going to see some stuff that's actually shot live on stage oh yeah so that's pretty I mean, cool that right? sounds awesome and it actually is such a slam dunk idea like, it is because the Eurovision music is so much fun the whole thing is so camp like it's just such a joyful event of course Ireland won it three years in a row and that's all anyone still talks about today yeah, that's, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up <laughs> like when we were younger the Eurovision in this country in the early 90s was, was the best thing Fuck, ever it was fever it was feverish and I the early think, 90s do you remember that I like think Charlie McGettigan I think Ireland like holds the record of the most Eurovision wins or is that just spoken like a true Irish person uh, I actually think it I, did I, it sounds, sounds like so a fact to me we always ask this question and we always forget it what were the three in a row that Ireland won ah stop what are you we've doing asked, we, I've been asked this question a hundred times and answered it wrongly alright rock and roll kid Charlie McGettigan and the other guy I am the voice of, of the, the wind, wind and the pouring rain. rain 
Then what was the third one? And there was one? the third one. Fuck, I can never remember it. Our Irish listeners are absolutely. Was it the one with them? Right what now. did Linda. Uh, no, that L- Linda, what's her name? One back in the 70s. <laughs> what did she Along say? with what's his name? <laughs> uh, the oh, Charlie McGill. Hold me close. Oh, Johnny Logan. Johnny Logan. Yeah, he won it as well. We're didn't forgetting he? one as well. Yeah. Anyway, uh, anyway, we were we're fucking awesome. We at love Eurovision. Eurovision. Yeah, we love Ireland. That is. Yeah. We're so the, we're well, the best at we, Eurovision. We were next good at Eurovision. ABBA. And I think those... it goes ABBA is their own country. <laughs> yeah. It goes ABBA Ireland. <laughs> and for those who don't know, um, Riverdance premiered in Dublin in the Eurovision and it was like one of the best moments of all time and, and I remember I'll never forget watching never it live forget it. Yeah. I was in Schneem in Kerry uh, and <laughs> we were on a family trip and it was just like the most amazing thing I'd ever seen yeah, it was awesome it was amazing because oh it was just Michael out of the Flatley. blue Riverdance wasn't even part of the show it was just like the halftime yeah. interval yeah it was amazing they knocked it out of the park anyway we're pumped for this movie can't wait Italia 90 <laughs> <laughs> I love Ireland um, <laughs> anyway um, I'm very excited and also just like I love I love Eurovision I love all the wait, we need to slow it down do you know what's happened to us and why we're gone a bit rabid is because we're actually in Ireland right now yeah is that and why we're talking we're speaking, why we're so we're patriotic in, we're from that. Cork and when you're in Cork you speak really quickly and we've just sped up how to buy so speed, speed down. Okay, speed down. Speed down. I'm gonna right, gear gonna shift go, down a bit. Yeah, we're gonna no, go I just, watch your revision. I just now. wanted. Okay, fine. Okay. Also, it's been out for weeks, so like no one cares. But look, this is what we do now. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. <laughs> this is how we yeah. do our podcast. Okay. All right. So uh, see you in a bit. We're gonna go watch your revision. The you movie guys, you've all been waiting for you us guys to watch. Go, go, go do it soon. I actually believe it's got a much longer title than that. Yeah, it's Eurovision, the Legend of Fire Saga, I think. Right. Or something okay. like that. Great. Fire Saga is the name of their band. I saw the uh, their music video on the Graham Norton thing. Yeah, that looked Volcano good. Volcano Man. Okay, And it bye. was very funny. Okay, bye. 42 countries. Hundreds of performers. And a worldwide audience of 180 million. This is Eurovision. Woo! You have to watch that guy. He is a sex player. Hey, looking good. Secret, very beautiful voice. Thank you. We are a duo that will never be separated. George Michael said something about other wham guy. <laughs> no one even knows his name. Andrew Ridgely. You have to stay focused. We need to win. What are you doing? I just want my ding-dong to look bigger than what is really there. Smart. Yeah. I could do a camel. Do a classic camel. It's never out of style. Yeah. This is it. We have to prove to Iceland and my extremely handsome father that my life hasn't been a waste. It ruins the band. Fleetwood Mac. Ace of Bass, Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah, I forgot about Simon. Where the mountains sing to the screams of seagulls. Firesager are not giving up. Tonight is our night. You don't have a single chance of making it. Stop laughing, I'm trying to fight you! You hit me back. Very light, like silky kitty fist in marshmallow boxing glove. (laughs) 
Hi, we're back. We watched Lion of Love. Lion of Love. Lion of Love. Oh my God! How awesome! How awesome are the songs in this? The songs are absolutely brilliant. Are the best part of the movie? Yeah, the movie's not great. Yeah, um, the movie—it's—it's it's this real shame. Right for any new listeners. Oh yeah, we'll give a brief chat about the movie with no spoilers. Then we'll go to spoiler free Cork edition, and then we will have spoilers for the Eurovision movie. Okay. <laughs> spoilers for the Eurovision. <laughs> we will be spoiling Spoiler, every Eurovision, Eurovision entry. Didn't happen this in year. History. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. So the movie's not—it's not great. It's disappointing overall, and it's disappointing because. I wanted it to be good so much and there's so many good elements in here yeah. like there's a move there's a great movie in here if you could just strip out 40 minutes of garbage but it's, that's exactly like what you could say for anything Will Ferrell's ever made and I know I don't know Anchorman is pretty tight Anchorman's got a good hit rate yeah but this is just it reminded me a lot of um, as we were watching it it kept reminding me of that movie where he does I did, get, ooh, get off the weird. road here <laughs> well, yeah. a downside of walking around Ireland is that there's not that many footpaths where we are and we don't know where we're going um, um, but yeah basically that, that ice skating thing he did years ago oh Blades of Glory yeah that went on way too long but yeah, anyway same, yeah, so same problem this we, is very we, like that actually but this movie was like, so weird we have to confess we, oh Jesus Christ <laughs> we have oh, to confess right. yeah. <laughs> so it's actually an there's overpass there's a overhead th- <laughs> fuck you got me a point um, okay we have to be honest it took us two nights to watch it we have to be honest yeah I think Lads. this movie is best digested in two parts it's so, so long why is it two so hours long. and five minutes and basically on, movie. there was I actually kept veering between love and hate right so I really enjoyed Will Ferrell's performance I love Rachel McAdams and haven't seen her in a long time so I was so thrilled to watch her I love Dan Stevens and I love Pierce Brosnan uh, who I didn't know yeah. was in it so that was all really fun great cast love the music love the dancing Loved all the Eurovision bits, like the bits actually at the Eurovision. But my God, did the other bits go on? And like, there was just like at one point, they're driving her in Edinburgh, where the thing is set. The Eurovision is the whole city is Edinburgh in the story. And like, it has to have been an ad for a car, like product placement, oh, and funded by the Edinburgh tourist industry. The There's whole everything whole... with the car, without spoiling it was entirely I mean, unnecessary yeah there's just there was entirely just loads, and it often happens in these movies where you're watching like just these whole dull sequences that someone thinks they're funny so they've left them in and they're no good and they, they kept dragging me out of the movie um, I think you hit the nail on the head it's, it reeked of product placement it really did but then the, like, the musical sequences were amazing and the guy who directed the movie is a movie like uh, like a music video director as well and you could really tell it like the music stuff was so well done I love the song so Double Trouble which is a Eurovision song is brilliant I'm in double they trouble they stick tonight. in your head they're, they're like but they're so like I, I feel what I like about this movie and the songs is that you can sense the love for the Eurovision yeah. here like they're pa- like they're not they're, taking the piss out of it yeah well they yeah they're not they're the kind songs. of taking a piss with it if that makes sense which I think is like what's enjoyable about Eurovision and why Graham Norton who we're circling back to because he covers Eurovision and is in the movie the BBC and is in the movie and he kind of gets it as well like his commentary is always filled with um, 
that sort of uh, enthusiasm and endearment while also slightly taking the piss. Yeah, it's that's like, what's good about you're your like lovingly taking the piss out of it. Yeah. It's well natured, and like this definitely, of course, takes the piss out of some of the elements. But like, because it's campy and, um, and we were, silly. We were chatting as we were watching it, and we were like, "This music's really good." And um, Dave and I placed a bet as we were watching the movie, where Dave said, "That's no way Rachel McAdams singing." I said, "I think it might be," and. Dave said we'd bet a fiver do you have the results of that bet right and now and I said a fiver's nothing I'm betting you the Mars bar in the freezer <laughs> because a it's fiver a, a, by the way P.S. it's a Mars bar ice cream Mars bar ice we don't, cream we're not weirdos we don't put Mars bars in the freezer <laughs> and I don't mean a fiver's nothing as in no money but as in we are we have a sh- like a shared bank account right we're married <laughs> yeah, so it a fiver it's just 250 of mine and 250 of Dave's but, but getting Mars someone's bar, Mars ice cream one Mars ice cream I'm telling you the answer now we're going to have to have that Mars ice cream because they merged Rachel McAdams' voice with whoever the professional singer was oh okay so there you go oh um, she did a really good job apparently she like learned how to play piano and like had never sung kind of in, it in front of anyone before this movie so that's pretty cool yeah she's got I mean she's got the performance so there's, there's bits where she, you know the bit where she's, she's writing a song throughout the movie that's actually her singing and then obviously then it's like the professional voice at the end singing so kind of mixed it okay. um, so the music was so good Dan Stevens absolutely brilliant as the <laughs> Russian who sings Lion of Love do you know what I've, I've like Dan Stevens every time I see him I'm like he's one of the best actors around he's today he's brilliant he can do anything he's like got the dramatic chops he's got the comedy chops he's um he, he's able to do weird and wacky like Legion do you remember that how yeah. awesome he was in that yeah really um, it, like, and then he shows up in like big mainstream fair like Beauty and the Beast did you see the vi- was it the visitor the, no, the guest that, the guest that oh all, god he was terrifying creepy, in that creepy um, he was like a motorbike 80s, guy no no that was the, uh, he, he was a, a war vet who comes to stay with right. his friends uh, but it's like yeah, he's, he can be sinister like he's just absolutely awesome Dan yeah, Stevens yeah I really enjoy Dan Stevens in this and I guess like in terms of like niggles obviously I said like I mean I actually think they could have cut a whole hour out of this movie and it would have been ten times better for it yeah Um, there was just like because it's got a beginning that you middle have to have end, suspended disbelief good. that like Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams are the same age don't have it they've at least <laughs> ten years between them yeah. now it's not like she's that much younger than him than you see in a lot of movies but still um also suspended disbelief but in a funny way that like Pierce Brosnan's his dad uh, I really enjoy that um, like imagine having like Pierce Brosnan be your dad and you're like such a loser and he's just like so cool <laughs> so it's really funny um, so how, do, how do you like Pierce Brosnan's Pierce Icelandic Brosnan's accent, accent is just, just like, he, but Pierce Brosnan can't like, do an Irish accent and he's Irish so. that, finding high quality mental health care can be daunting and exhausting. That's why Cerebral offers convenient access to online mental health services, including therapy and medication management. Cerebral's diverse clinician team can help with anxiety, depression, insomnia, stress, grief, big life changes, and more. You can schedule and communicate with your care team through Cerebral's mobile app and attend your sessions from the comfort of your own home. Get started with or without insurance. Plus, you can now use FSA or HSA. Start your first month for 50% off at Cerebral.com slash ACAST. It sounded like someone trying to do an Irish accent. It was bizarre, but I just thought it must have been a bit of an homage to Mamma Mia and him being in that, right? I'm not letting you go to the Eurovision. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, and then there was just a couple of scenes that just, like, really, really dragged. But there was one scene that I really liked where they did a song along. 
and it was like um, for anyone who's seen like those Pitch Perfect movies when everyone does these big acapella like singing battles or whatever um, and then we because we don't really watch the Eurovision now like we only watch it when Ireland's hosting it in the early 90s I always dip in no dip that's in. not true I'm, I'm, I'm just saying we've we don't, always watched it I'm just saying we don't know the stars of Eurovision now no but, but I, even you we recognise a lot of them, them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so we realise oh they've got like all these stars of Eurovision doing this huge song along and they're all singing like this amazing pop mix it was really cool it was that? good. It was well yeah. produced. That's it's just, it. It's and just a baggy movie. Oh, it's so a baggy. It is yeah. such a shame. Um, it just needed like real tightening up. You needed you needed a real strict producer and editor here who wasn't going to who who can tell Will Ferrell no. Like I almost think don't Will Ferrell wasn't bit. like as much as I like Will Ferrell, and I do think he's a really good actor. I just and I know it was his baby, but like. I don't know that he was right for it. Yeah, because it, it was actually, a bit like him and Elf. He was too old and too. He didn't work with anyone else in it. Excuse me, he is perfect in Elf. No, but as in his character in Elf was like this huge man with all these little. Children. Oh, sorry, I see and your I analogy. Felt like okay, that's a very good. He analogy. didn't work with Rachel McAdams or Dan Stevens or Pierce Brosnan. Like he was the yeah. odd one out. Yeah, you're ba- you're actually bang on the money. Because also the other thing that didn't work was the the chemistry and the love uh, that you're supposed to. That's supposed to be blossoming between Rachel McAdams and Will Ferrell. That doesn't really sit either. No chemistry because they don't have it. Yeah. Um, and they actually had this really cute thing though where they'd go, "I'm checking you out." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're both very sweet performances from yeah. both of them, and the characters are very endearing. But like, I was never invested in them getting together. Do you Will know what Ferrell I mean? Just seemed too silly. Like in some of the scenes that I think were supposed to be serious. They just seem silly because it was like him, but actually he's acting like a child, but he's like a fifty-something-year-old man. Yeah, I think if you'd cast someone um, younger, with sort of who's who's a, maybe a, a more serious actor, but who can do comedy and is kind of plays it straight, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, then that probably would have been a bit more convincing, and maybe I'd be a bit more invested in the love plot because the, the love plot, the, the, the movie wants you to be spends a lot of time building up the love plot and that's kind of the central thing and they do the same old tropes with that rom-coms do of like uh, they're about to get together but no there's a misunderstanding but actually no it was a different yeah, and, and then they and then boring. and then they have the you know the big separation and the big reunion but it's not it's a proper like, rom-com either I don't know why they bother doing that really like should we go to spoiler street alright let's go to spoiler so overall I think okay if you, if you don't uh, as the sort of recommendation I recommend watching this over two nights yeah. I think that's actually the best way to do it because it's it would kill an evening it's too long and baggy for an, for an evening but if you treat it like a two part a two parter there's a Maybe lot of watch really it until they get to Edinburgh and then come back again and watch it from Edinburgh. Yeah, that's a good that's a good way to do it. Because there's a lot to like in here. I think we've listed off the good stuff. I mean, obviously we're mad keen on the music. Like, I'm going to go listening to the soundtrack now. I like, really, really recommend but listening. to the It's music. also funny. Like, it's funny enough that we got some real laughs. Yeah, out of we it, did. And then there was like whole bits where we were like, <sighs> yeah, it's a slog. Yeah, mixed um, bag. But st- you know, it's on because it, it again, it's on Netflix. And you ain't got nowhere else and to go. And it's easy really. to watch. So, so yeah, spoiler street in East Cork today. Yeah, spoilers now for Euro Saga: The Legend of Ice Vision. Do you much? I don't know if I've watched the spoiled. Do you? Uh, not really. I guess the yeah the the car. So the, what we were alluding to earlier was that car chase with the Americans. Oh yeah. Just felt like that so went on forever. It was kind of um, a joke in that Will Smith was like doing a cheeky wink and a nod to the fact that he is actually American because the joke yeah. was like 
oh Americans love Starbucks it's like okay that feels like a 20 year old well, and it felt like he was playing off the uh, how American tourists are um, perceived by Europeans often yeah you know that's what that, I think that's what he was playing into it just into. felt like an old joke like I think we all kind of yeah. we get that like. it's a bit like it was just like whoa what are you doing here yeah and they um, kept showing up it was probably like his mate's kids or something like knowing how he does and, things uh, another th- few interesting things that, that um, stood out to me and I think we agreed on this the um, the big hilarious set piece in the middle with the hamster wheel where it all goes wrong you know uh, when they're doing double trouble yeah. and then Graham Norton's laughing at them and it's really embarrassing and, and all that I just I felt that that wouldn't the audience wouldn't react with silence no way right that didn't ring true them. to me it's like the audience would have done a cool runnings on it and absolutely slow cheered clapped. slow clapped them yeah. over the line for anyone like, who didn't see it and naughty you shouldn't be on spoiler street Rachel McAdams is presented with this really long scarf by Will Ferrell which would never happen that you just like change your outfit on the spot anyway she has this really long scarf that's flowing in like a wind machine and he's running on a hamster <laughs> wheel which is quite even funny even talking about it which, is making me laugh yeah and Graham Norton like he said that the hamster thing actually had happened like he's seen that on Eurovision 4 so he's running in a hamster wheel and then her, her it, it was funny like her her scarf got caught in it and she's like dragged across the stage it was all quite funny but then when it went and then it was over and then the audience was just like in complete silence and then I don't know if Graham Norton was ad-libbing but he had some terrible dialogue didn't he it was quite poor yeah, yeah. Like. I don't think he was ad-libbing I think he would have felt more natural if he was ad-libbing yeah I felt like he maybe maybe they gave him room to play with a few of the lines but it felt very delivered yeah it didn't just, feel very Graham if Norton he, no one would be like ooh they're terrible complete silence while they walk off stage everyone would be like oh god help them Like, also there was some funny stuff about how like he was like I know what he was like the finance minister for Iceland or something didn't want them oh, wait I forgot about that win. the murder plot didn't want them to win so he murdered <laughs> all the Eurovision entrants except these two and then and the they... elves murdered him I mean that's that, yeah that, that stuff was weird and you funny you could have taken all of that out I mean but that yeah, was kind of enjoyable and it silly it was weird and funny but yeah not necessary I, I wonder if it's one of these films that like is such a passion project for Will Ferrell that like you can't see the clouds from the trees or whatever like you you lovingly you have all the these clouds from the trees that, that old expression? expression what's the expression you can't see the forest for the trees is that you can't see wait hang on no you can't see the clouds from the trees no you can't see I the say forest that walking through for the, the trees because you're you're looking at the individual tree but you're missing the whole picture but oh, you're you in the forest you can't see the clouds because it's been covered by trees <laughs> what does that how does that analogy how does that know. work okay. what's the metaphor Will Ferrell can't see you can't the forest see the clouds the because there's so many trees over your head but well, what does that far- mean he can't see the forest his view is obscured he's spent so much time on all these individual little trees that when he put them all together he missed the bigger forest picture and made move on a gigantic forest <laughs> that was too big right um, yeah sorry Will Ferrell I know it's your passion project and we're recommending people go and watch it and I know Will's listening to this it's too long I know It just need, I just needed a tighter uh, someone to produce this a bit better and yeah. just be tighter on it um, um, much like this episode we need to wrap up because there's like, nothing left to say do you know this, and I think this happens with Judd Apatow movies as well when he's yeah. the producer and the director and the writer then it's like he can't kill his darlings you yeah. know that's what they say kill your darlings yeah um so yeah I think we should wrap it up the other thing we should say is the end of this movie is actually really like I, I was nearly tearing yeah, up I thought I really it was actually it was kind of pitch perfect it, it was, was like, very emotionally satisfying yeah emotionally satisfying yeah. as a kind of you know it, it, we've seen that trick played before in things you know give another character 
giving up their dreams to allow the other character to flourish. But you know, all that's it's quite thematically satisfying. And also, to and be the song fair, was awesome. So many flies here. Ew. To be fair, um, I I kind of liked how like Will Ferrell's character like really let Rachel McAdams down. I thought he did like like when they actually sang and they were embarrassed and he's like I'm leaving and she's like you're being so immature we have to say into that the result like I actually like to see that kind of a thing happen with two characters because it felt very realistic and he came off very poorly in it um, and I kind of enjoyed all that stuff but again it just went on a bit but I did really like them singing at the end with their baby like it was cute what was that song again the Icelandic pop song oh my god that was awesome oh, as well and we looked it up we were like is that a real song it was like bang bang hey hey but, um, but they, no that, we looked it up they wrote that for this movie yeah. but it was based on like it was supposed to be it, the brief was this should be something that's a traditional folk song in Iceland that feels like a real pop song that feels like a real and it did. Oh, spot on and so they're like they've like they've they're like do you want us to sing the Eurovision song to the audience and the audience is like no oh my god and we totally forgot to say the emotional core of the ending of course was that Double Trouble was their song and then Rachel McAdams had written this sings be- her own song beautiful song also for Will Ferrell and um, and on the night he's like let's do that song and she said, but we'll be disqualified and all he's ever wanted his whole life. But that's what the I was Eurovision. referring to a minute ago. Oh yeah, I know, but I, I'd forgotten what you were talking about. Yeah. And then they actually sing her song and it's wonderful and they're disqualified, but like it's lovely. So yeah, I really like that. Um, there's loads like there's loads to recommend about it, honestly. It's good. It's like there's a, it's got all the elements, the familiar elements of uh, of this kind of movie are there in in the screenplay. But yeah, again, we can't hammer yeah. home this point too much. But it's just sloppy, yeah. basically. Much like this podcast is getting. Okay, lads, we're sorry. <laughs> do not blame us. We've managed to do more than ten episodes in lockdown, and we're proud of ourselves. Okay, so that's it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so uh, thank you all for listening to this uh, to this ramble and continuing um, to support us. We love you guys. Yes, and another way you can support us if you're enjoying what we do here is heading over to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the cinemile like a few lovely people slash listeners did people slash listeners you lovely people Um, this is so seamless like Emily (laughs) so big thank you to our uh, donations at two or three dollars per month uh, from Emily Seftel thank you Emily to Robert Parkin to uh, Tez DeVries I hope I'm saying your name right Tez Uh, thank you very much to Richard Darby thank you uh, and Julie O'Grady thank you Julie some of our new patrons there thanks guys we've got a few more we'll give you shout outs in, uh, in a later episode when we can find another movie to watch um, but, but uh, a huge thank you if, you, uh, if you're interested in uh, supporting the show and you like what we do here head over there and subscribe we uh, give a lot of our um, uh, a lot of the, the income we make there we donate to charity regularly uh, which we've talked about here and what you get in return is you get a whole other podcast feed called the Cinemile High Club where we uh, review retro movies of your choosing and um, TV shows so we're, uh, we, we went back and watched the pilot of Twin Peaks last night on request um, and, and so, we watch new TV too and we're about to review the Sinner season 3 so yes yeah, that's the kind of stuff we so do if any there. of that sounds good patreon.com forward slash or the you could head over to iTunes and leave us a review Apple Podcasts that would be greatly appreciated and that costs you nada 
Um, right, so we're having a beautiful evening here in Cork. We're going to yes, go. Yes, the sun is setting here. Yeah, it's really nice. It's really good to have grandparents around because it means you can actually go out in the evening. <laughs> what song uh, will we <laughs> finish on? No, not the Twin thing. Come on, let's pick, pick, pick on... a Eurovision song. No, we're finishing on Double Trouble. Oh, no, we're finishing no. on Rock and Roll Kids. Before we go... I'd probably get sued um, okay. by Charlie McGettigan who's out for <laughs> out for blood no um, we were okay on that on that note what's your, are we allowed to sing it or will you sue us what's your favourite what's will your favourite ever me? Eurovision song rock and roll kids because I'm going to pick the lordy rock and roll hallelujah <laughs> wait they both did rock and roll oh hard God. rock hallelujah and then don't sue us lordy we were the rock and roll kids someone needs to match that and rock, rock and roll was all we did and we never seemed to rock and roll anymore how about oh how about the actual I was yours and you were mine so I know this song was about that an Icelandic okay you're not gonna no I'm you. listening I'm listening this song this movie was about an Icelandic Eurovision entry but do you remember that um, the current uh, Icelandic Eurovision entry for the Eurovision that never they happened they were amazing it was awesome how did it go uh, baby um Oh, we should know because my sister who lives. We listened to it over and over Elizabeth with Elizabeth. Was she's gonna, with she's gonna kill us. She's gonna kill us. It was about a guy singing about his. Why don't we finish on that? Yeah, but nobody knows that. that. Like, well, it's an we awesome finish, song. We have to finish on a song from this movie by copyright law because oh, that's yeah. what we've reviewed. Yeah, okay, so we will finish on Double Trouble. Baby, okay. do 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 do. You make me think about things. Okay, that's, that's it. it. That's, that's the, the Iceland. Anyway, answer. look up Google look, ba- Baby no, Iceland. Nobody's listening songs. to this anymore. <laughs> okay. It's, this is Wait, like so a Will Ferrell movie. So which one am long. I putting in here now? We're putting in uh, Double Trouble. Double Trouble. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, go and listen to the soundtrack of this movie. Yes. All right. Bye. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks. Oh, and you could. Sorry, we're on. Are you joking? We're on the Cinemile at the Cinemile on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to go, let us know. <laughs> What you thought of Eurovision? Yeah, let us know what you thought of it, and what and tell us what your favorite Eurovision song is. Yeah, yeah, why not? Can we can we review the Eurovision on this podcast every year? We can review it. Yeah, next May, sure. <laughs> Let's do that. Right, book it in. Okay. All right, bye. bye. I saw you, and then all of my nights turned gone, and you turned round, and I suddenly found my God. Sometimes I pinch myself Cause I don't Am I dreaming now? I wanna stop the clocks and hold you close But I don't know how Hey baby, when you look at me ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. What would you say if I told you there's a book that can teach you how to win The Bachelor? What would you say if I told you producers caught multiple finalists reading that book in this season that's currently airing? What would you say if I told you the producers don't want anyone to know that their show has been compromised? How do we know all this? We wrote that book. I'm Lizzie Pace. And I'm Chad Colchin. We're the authors of How to Win the Bachelor and the hosts of the Game of Roses podcast, a bi-weekly podcast where we break down all the biggest plays, errors, and MVPs in the game of reality television. Listen to Game of Roses wherever you get your podcasts and go to howtowinthebachelor.com to get our book. 
ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.